Friends and family, welcome to The Point Is. You know me, John Gresh. I'm here with my producer, Lex. How's it going? Beautiful Tuesday. Go. Right on time. And this is episode one of what will be a weekly podcast about politics, culture, entertainment, and generally whatever I feel is relevant. Uh, today, which, you know, sometimes can be out there. Today, we talk about YouTube's holiday of unthanksgiving, female football players, and another traitor in the Republican Party, uh, or that's associated with Republicans, and Bill Barr. So what do you think about that, Lex? I think that you should have just left it hanging. I was curious. I was like, oh, who's it going to be? I can't wait to <laughs> who's find it gonna out. going to be? I spoiled I it. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I spoiled the – all the suspense is gone. That's um, all right. And I, I, I kind of did in the first one, in episode zero, we, we talked about – what word was it? I, I, I had to define a lot of words for our boomer listeners, which, again, is anybody older than me. Um, but, uh, uh, I forget which words I did. Jimmy, Boomer, uh, Jimmy Rossling, uh, Zoomer. There was, there was a bunch. I, I identified a, defined a bunch of, of words. So I figured we would do also a word of the day that's associated with one of the things we're going to talk about. That sounds good with you. Yeah. Uh, and, and the first thing we were talking about is the unthanksgiving. I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, Twitter, uh, not uh, Twitter. They're on Twitter, YouTube. Uh, so I guess it's Google, uh, posted a, because uh, Google owns YouTube, uh, posted a thing about the holiday uh, of unthanksgiving. And it was on Thanksgiving, too. They posted this big post about how uh, unthanksgiving is something, uh, is a holiday that a lot of people uh, celebrate because we have to learn whose land we're living on. Uh, and essentially, this back to this old trope that the United States has stolen land and all this other things. Uh, kind of playing into that in, into that narrative. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a legitimate uh, thing to to be? You know, I mean, I obviously it's kind of a loaded question, but do you think on Thanksgiving, learn whose land you're living on and and how indigenous tribes have been uh, uh, wronged? Is do you think Thanksgiving is an appropriate venue to do that to talk about? Oh, that? oh yeah, no, and it's kind of funny to me that it it really seems like the people that celebrate these like kind of uh, backwards holidays yeah. are people like they don't have land that they live on. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> if you're living in an apartment in New York, you don't own anything. Like, go, get right. out of here. I think they're just jealous that uh, they didn't conquer it first, right? Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we talked about a little bit before where, uh, we're, you know, I'm not living on anybody else's land. Uh, right. I'm living in America. Uh, and the reason it's American land is because they either purchased it or they conquered it. Uh, and those are both legitimate ways about coming about land, right? But <laughs> coming along the land is is purchasing it or, or conquering it. Uh, and it's not like, uh, Native Americans that were here uh, when we landed were peaceful tribes or had any ownership of the land or even knew what private property was, uh, which is, you know, why, you know, colonial, you know, colonists were able to purchase the land for so cheap in the first place. But uh, it's I, I don't think in ever in history, it's been the fault of an advanced civilization for coming in and making better use of the land uh, until unthanksgiving until Google wants to uh, pitch it out as unthanksgiving. And how you say you kind of had a hard word for finding whether it's a reverse holiday or a holiday. Uh, what's interesting is, is there is kind of some uh, insight uh, behind that difficulty. And that's uh, th it's not about, it is about defeating the holiday currently is what it is. It's not about trying to remember indigenous people or know whose land you're living, whatever they're pitching it as, it has nothing to do with, you know, a holiday or anything like that. Nothing to do with what they're saying it's about. It's about destroying the legacy that is America. Uh, destroying, you know, that's why Columbus Day, you can't celebrate Columbus Day. That's indigenous people say. Why? Because the legacy of 
of discovering America and being conquerors and explorers and uh, having that, you know, manifest destiny, you know, uh, uh, you know, truly uh, explorer like spirit. That's what they're trying to conquer. They're trying to vilify uh, everything about America's origins, whether it's our founding fathers, whether it's about our, you know, holidays, whether it's about the the types of figures we used to aspire to, uh, and coming down to Thanksgiving, which is a pretty, should be a pretty non-controversial holiday when there was peace between Native Americans and uh, uh, Americans, uh, and they sat down to give thanks. Uh, that should be a pretty non-controversial holiday. Uh, but as you can see, they're trying to destroy that. It's not about it's not about indigenous people. It's not about anything else. It is solely about tearing down, uh, uh, you know, America essentially. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, uh, it's funny, like the unthanksgiving, it really should be called like take for granted day. Or something. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. Right. Like, what do you call no, it? Unthanksgiving, not, so what's stupid. funny is that the, the name itself is just so clearly like it, it as we talked about Jimmy wrestling before, uh, it's so clearly, uh, irritating. It's, yeah. it, it's almost designed to rile you up uh, because it's on Thanksgiving. I mean, what kind of ridiculousness is that? Yeah, we're going to we're going to have anti-Christmas next month. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, except it would be more like naming it Satanist, right? Like, how are you yeah, unthank yeah. Un being unthankful is a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, I mean, I don't even, is that a real word unthankful? But, uh, you know, not being gracious is a bad thing. Always has been considered a bad thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, and that's the thing, like, it'd be like naming it Satan mess. Cause it's almost like the opposite of what the holiday is supposed to be, uh, evidencing, but yeah. Uh, and, and I, this kind of extended too. I saw a popular tweet that was retweeted by a ton of people, got a lot of traction. Uh, and it was from some, you know, liberal journalist or whatever. Uh, and, uh, it, it basically he posted and it was like a whole narrative about Thanksgiving and how, uh, uh, you got together with family and were told it was a good thing, but it was always awkward and irritating. And, and you were told the food was good, but it was secretly gross and you never liked it. You, you never liked cranberry sauce and you never liked whatever. And it basically goes through like all the parts of like the holiday tradition. Uh, and it like systematically says like, and it wasn't as good as people say it is. And you always knew this to be true. And, and you knew that it wasn't, you know, you didn't want to get together with these fans. Basically, it was, it's trying to, and I always talk to you about it, kind of how the left tries to influence or subvert. Uh, it's very, like, psychological. It's, it's pretty much a psyop. Uh, and they, they really try to subvert. So that leads us to our word of the day, which is retcon. Do you know what a retcon is? Oh, yeah, when you, when you take something back and you yeah, uh, right. rehash it's, it's, it. You don't like how how it was worked out the first time, so you just right. make up your own. Uh, right, it's to. like you revise uh, and you you add different pieces of information to try to change the view or the perspective somebody had of it the first time around. So we all view Thanksgiving as a time where you get together with family, you have good food, you talk with people, you see people you haven't seen in a while, uh, and you give thanks for things that uh, you you don't normally consider or you know you do take for granted, and, and it kind of gives you a time to have some self reflection. Uh, and self-evaluation, uh, which we could all use a little bit more of these days. But uh, that post that I was describing, that Twitter, you know, Twitter thing, it got a lot of traction. Again, I'm not just you know ranting about some random Twitter person. It got a lot of traction. And I think it is the way the left uh, views Thanksgiving, uh, and especially more progressive left. Uh, and, and what they try to do is they try to retcon. They try to go back and redo or 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 add these things in uh same thing with like columbus day for example 
you know, this kind of the similar theme here. It, Columbus Day wasn't just some explorer that, did, oh, he killed a bunch of natives and he did, you know, like for some reason, that's why we, were, we weren't celebrating Columbus because he killed a bunch of people. And there are debates about whether he actually even did that. Uh, you know, you're not looking to get into a debate, the historical debate about the, the literal person of Christopher Columbus when you're celebrating Columbus Day. You're celebrating his again, his exploration, the the can-do attitude, the you know the good the good things, the the good attributes. Uh, and I think that it's interesting that a lot of the way they try to uh, persuade a lot of the you know perversive subversion that they do is through retconning things. They'll add these little bits of information in, and then they make you defend that piece of information. You know, well, is Thanksgiving really a good holiday? You're eating food you don't like anyway, really? You know, you know, and it's like, this is just a colonialist holiday, a whitewashed version of conquering the indigenous people. Like, that's what there's, then you have to defend that. And I'm just saying, don't fall, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Uh, they do that with a lot of things. Same thing with Columbus Day. That's why I say, happy Columbus Day. Be, be proud to celebrate Columbus Day. Uh, but yeah, that that's the first point. I like that, uh, you know, they realized that I was told I liked Columbus Day, so they or not Columbus Day, Thanksgiving. So then they right. had to tell me that I also <laughs> don't like it. So right. I'm glad somebody's telling me how to right. play all the time. Well, yeah, and that's the way the the tweet is like all ominous. It's like you were you were indoctrinated yeah, into liking Thanksgiving, stupid. but you knew the whole time that you didn't like Thanksgiving. And it's okay to not that's like it's like, no, I mean, if you're not a selfish uh jerk. Uh, thanks. There's a lot to like about Thanksgiving. You get food, you get the family. There's uh, a lot to but, like if you are a selfish jerk. Yeah, right. Yeah, even. Yeah, that's. that's oh, no, jerk. I hate pumpkin pie. You're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who can't give me? Yeah. Even the bad way of looking at it, it's still fine. But I think if you look at the way the left thinks that anything to do with American heritage is terrible, anything to do with, you know, European type ancestors is terrible. Uh, and I think if you look at kind of their perspective, uh, you see that being thankful for things is wrong until they've achieved their goals. You cannot be thankful until who they want in power is in power, uh, until the holidays they want celebrated or are celebrated, until any uh, mention of our you know European ancestry has been wiped off the face of the earth. Until that happens, you cannot be thankful. And it's, it's really kind of a glimpse into the way they see the world. Uh, and it's, again, as dystopian and as sad and as dark and as dismal as you would think it would be. Yeah, I mean, it's like kind of one of the last like uncommercialized holidays, right? Like, you know, yeah. the reason behind Christmas is obviously what's important, but you know, it's right. Christmas brought to you by Coca Cola, right? Yeah, I mean, and there's and there's a there's a lot of Thanksgiving, you know, commercializations, but I think sure. the nature of the holiday itself is to get you kind of outside of that, right? If you can't get the turkey you want or you can't get the mashed, but like that's what's so funny about that tweet is it so totally misses the point of Thanksgiving. Uh, and that's, it's not the food. It's not the ornery relative that you have to put up with. It's that you should be thankful for the food and the relatives that you do have. <laughs> like it's the exact opposite of what the, the holiday, uh, means. And it just goes to show how split our country is even on some of these basic foundational things. Uh, and so that is on Thanksgiving. That's, that's my little, uh, little thing about that. I, I deep fried a turkey for the first time this year. Well, that's exciting. No it explosions. Is. I hope. No, I only burned down half the house. Uh, and it's not the house that I sleep on, so I was thankful for that. Yeah. Was, thank, thank you. The Lor Lawrence sleeps in the cold now, but thankful that I have a bed to sleep. He's in. young. I mean, uh, they're like little <laughs> hot boxes, man. <laughs> right? No, I'm kidding. No fire. Like uh, you know, Lawrence does have a roomy safe and sound. Uh, so yeah, there's no uh, no problems there. 
no problems there. Uh, and so I guess the, the second thing, I, I don't know if you heard about it, it's been all over Twitter today, all over the big thing, is that uh, have you heard about the, the the female football player? She kicked her 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 first kick in, was it Power 5 football? You saw that? Yeah. Oh, man, dude. It was like 30 whole yards. It was, like the, it was a squib kick. I have been informed by every female ESPN journalist and every male simp on ESPN uh, that uh, – uh, that that it was exactly what she was told to do, exactly how they planned it. Exactly, you've been even reassured. Power Five football starting the second half off with a squib kick. With a like, squib kick. Uh, for those who don't know, a, you do not start a second half uh, kickoff with a squib kick uh, ever. It just doesn't happen. You don't. No, do generally, that. like kind of end of the game, you're trying not to yeah. let somebody run it back, so you just want to make sure. It's a short kick and you tackle. Yeah, a, squ- a squib kick is a, a low kind of targeted short kick to make sure that there's not a run back uh, or to try to guarantee there's not a run back. And this uh, female kicker uh, came out, you know, the best, the most physical uh, sport on the team, uh, spot on the team, uh, came out and kicked this like really crappy, terrible kick. Yeah. Uh, and wh- I don't think, I think people miss the fact that even if she was supposed to do that, the reason that they made her do that, regardless of the game circumstance, is because she couldn't do it another way. <laughs> That's the, you know, they don't want her. And she didn't cover the kick. She just ran off the field. She didn't even cover the kick. So, uh, you know, imagine if she tried to make a tackle and power five football, uh, she would get murdered. Uh, Again, we're not doing anybody any favors by pretending that they can play a sport at the level of, of, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I would, if you put me in that game, I would squib kick it too, but I wouldn't want people pretending that I belong there. Uh, And that's, that's true. Isn't she going to the NFL now or something? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be she'll play for the Eagles next year. Uh yeah. And then when she like when she yeah, she kicks it out of bounds every single time. Uh they'll say that's exactly what she was supposed to do. That's what we intended. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I don't pretend to be an expert, but you know, I did teach kids to kick field goals and uh it it doesn't look like what I would have somebody do in a script game. Well, no, and this is the thing that they often do to try to kind of force this gender equalization thing. Um, first of all, they destroy femininity in general, which is a totally different discussion. But uh, it, what they do is they take something that a woman can do, right? A woman can't kick. They can't play soccer. They can they can boom the ball. That is not what makes a football player a football player or like all – that's not all the pieces that they require. A lot of times, first of all, they don't have the, the durability to kick uh, re- as repeatedly. I mean, was it the one girl went to the NFL combine what broke her foot on the, on the first mm-hmm. kick? Yeah. The only other one. Uh, but my point is, is that, you know, a woman can't kick. It's not unfeasible, but she can't make the tackles. She can't cover downfield. Uh, can she make the same kick repeatedly over and over and over and over again? So it's like they, they take something that is really like hard to debate or non-controversial and they say, look, they can do this. And if you argue this, you're wrong, but it's like everything else about the, the circumstances are not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Aren't there. Right. Well, uh, the other thing is, so she's, she's a backup. It's like, well, if that was a backup male kicker, yeah. would they bring him in just like, Oh yeah, just get some practice. Just to just squib it. Just yeah, to squib no. kick it. No, no, you're no the they wouldn't. Because you're there. If either the guy in front of you is having a terrible game or he gets hurt, like right. you don't just, Oh, we just, it's just obviously such a PR move. And yeah. It's a PR. Clear, clearly it's not even, and it's annoying. even hidden, but, we here at Arguing for America, we here at Arguing for America believe that men and women have different roles. And, yeah. and, and I wouldn't even say they're equal. Uh, they're just different. Uh, 
and, and there is there are inequalities and equalities and you know differences uh, on both sides. Uh, but there are there are real roles that people should fill and people should do. And I don't think we want uh, the average American uh, woman to be playing football. I don't I don't think I don't think we want want that at all. After looking at that kick, we definitely don't. That girl, you know, probably beats all the boys in her high school with a hundred kids, and uh, you know that <laughs> I believe that. But you get to power five football, and you're telling me there's not one guy that's gonna. Well, no, but that, again, that's just focusing on the pure kicking aspect. Yeah, it. that's true. Not even covering down the field, uh, being able to play on special teams the other direction. I don't know many kickers that do play both, both ways, but uh, again, there's just a lot of other factors that that they're rolling out in this discussion. But uh, I get your point. I get your point. Uh, but well, yeah, uh, you know, kind of another thing you heard Ellen Page came out and said, she's a man today. She came out and said, she's first, she came out and said she was a, a, a lesbian. And then she, now she comes out and says she's a man. Uh, so it's oh. now she's straight. I mean, cause she initially came out as a lesbian and she was dating a woman and now she's came out as a man. So does that make, does that make her straight or does that make her, what, what is, what, what is that? Can you explain that to me? I think that that is, and I'm not a doctor, but it's probably some kind of, uh, some kind of mm-hmm. social disorder going on. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. Again, and that's my point: is that the law, the logic that they use, does like caves in on itself. It doesn't right. exist. Uh, and, and they the same. They take that same. The reason I bring it up is it's it's related. It's related to this idea that there is no. It's ultimately to destroy difference. Uh, they may say therefore feminism and, and empowering women, but the way that they empower women is to make them like men. <laughs> and the way they empower men is to remove anything that makes them, uh, you know, masculine or to whatever, again, just hold everybody into kind of this, uh, gray ball of, uh, uh, of drugged up, uh, you know, w- worker wage slave nothingness. <laughs> so, uh, there's the inspiring, uh, uh, Thanksgiving take that we're going to give you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it just—I mean, stuff like that is just like I want to be in the news, right? Yeah, and that's more what it is. It's more calculated and, and PR stunty than all that. But uh, we get to the meat meat of the show, and that's the uh, uh, the no evidence of voter fraud when there is absolutely evidence of voter fraud. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, John. Yep, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of relieved that it's Bill Barr, the Attorney General. Because I thought you said Bill Burr, and I was like, I didn't know he was a Republican. Yeah. And I kind of no, like that guy; he's pretty. The com- yeah, the comedian Bill Burr is not a Republican. Uh, but see, actually, that's kind of a good point. Brings me to the next segue: is that Republicans do this a lot, or conservatives? Put it conservatives, because we do not have this the Hollywood machine or the media machine that kind of social proofs. And when I say show, social proofs, I mean this idea that oh, everybody there's this big wide support, or it's cool, or it's. It's, you know, you have celebrities out there supporting you and this and that. The left enjoys that comfort. Um, you know, they have movies that make them seem popular, that their ideas are accepted, or they, they push it every, you know, every single time they get celebrity endorsements. The, the conservative side doesn't really have that. Uh, and I think it's by design. Uh, but, you know, when you can't social proof something, what happens is conservatives become so desperate for uh, somebody that it, that gives a little bit of that social proving that they latch on to anybody, whether it's, uh, you know, Bill Burr, uh, uh, you know, oh, he's a comedian and he's funny. And he's, he says this one thing that seems conservative. He's our like new champion. And then it turns out that he'll turn on you. It'll come to some real conservative thing and he'll have a total non-conservative view on it because he's not a conservative. 
Um, they did that recently with Dave Chappelle, which is another comedian. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who's a, a vile guy and says terrible things. He has a deal on Netflix. And so the this idea that he is, uh, you know, based the, this, this idea that he's, you know, has anything conservative to say, anything valuable to add to our cause is is not true. Like I saw a lot of bunch of people say, Oh, Dave Chappelle said this about the LGBTQ and about this and that. And, oh, he's really going hard and he's, he's great. Uh, and, and they make him like a champion. And then it's like, he'll come out and say like, Oh, uh, you know, I hate Republicans. I hate conservatives and they look foolish, uh, when really conservatives should just be conservative, just be actually conservative and stand up for your values. Uh, and your values should extend beyond tax cuts. Uh, right. And that's kind of what I think all that is designed to do is to make the only popular thing that you're able to support in public being tax cuts uh, when it really should be your religion. It should be your faith. It should be your values. Uh, it should be, you know, traditional, mar- mar- you know, traditional marriage, traditional, you know, traditional things um, that most Americans do believe in. And uh, and our traditional American heritage is what people should be standing up for uh, instead of finding some comedian who said one good thing out there somewhere and saying and, and making him your champion. And they're immediately going to turn on you and you get you get that across the conservative spectrum. There's a lot of political pundits who are celebrated by conservative media um, that are uh, not living uh, traditional or conservative lives in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they are openly against traditional or conservative values, and yet they're celebrated. So back, what we were saying is that you know, Bill, Bill, they said that about Comey that he has that he's above reproach and he's great and he's been there for a long time. And it's like, again, I said it even before anything bad was coming out of him or Mueller. I said these guys are swamp creatures <laughs> because you don't have quote unquote the impeccable reputation unless you are a swamp creature. They because they that's how they work. They social proof. I mean, I'm sure we, if we had never heard about uh, Strzok, uh, Peter Strzok or Lisa Page, they would have been touted whenever they get to their you know, position up or whatever. They, too, would have been considered oh, above reproach and these great people. And they're not. They're, they're deep staters. Uh, I think what Bill Barr was part of the Bush administration. Uh, and, you know, again, yeah. they Bush is a perfect example of like just – the the perfect example of an establishment type of candidacy. There is really very little difference between him and an Obama or him and a Bill Clinton. Uh, there is just not. They're they're part of the same circles. Uh, it's depressing to talk about, but uh, I think you get the left reporting it. I don't think they realize that Trump supporters and really anybody who again who wants to make sure that our elections have integrity, they don't care that Bill Barr said it. Uh, they can. I think the information, the momentum now is clearly in the favor of Trump, and a lot of that information, a lot of the voter fraud stuff getting. Uh, again, one of my old professors at Liberty University, uh, Phil Klein, is exposing a lot of great things as well. Um, and it's just uh, uh, I went over it in the video. Hopefully we'll release that, too, on, on Trump's chances, kind of a, a lot of, you know, the different voter fraud things that are coming out and a lot of the evidence behind that. So I don't think people really care about Bill Barr's endorsement. I think people expect it at this point. They know they're swamp creatures. Um, but it's just funny to see the, the media uh, use that, you know, perfectly timing that. Uh, release to try to tamp down the momentum that Trump is getting. I think it's uh, just interesting. I mean, interesting, but it's also, I mean, it should infuriate you. Well, yeah, it should infuriate (laughs) everybody. I am expecting it, but most people should be infuriated. And they should, I think the real key for people who are, again, I don't even say conservative because that's a label that usually means like right Republican. But really, like, if you just want like America to be America, uh, you should, they should, people should be mad at that. They should, and they should stop giving credibility for people who say like one thing that, that sounds good and be so desperate to have somebody to kind of rally 
rally behind in that way uh, and stop giving credibility and clout to people that don't actually support. Uh, the values or actually support. I mean, like, what did Bill Barr do? He he got sassy with Democrats in a hearing once, uh, and that's what yeah. that's that's why everybody loves Bill Barr. They said he was firmly in Trump's camp, and it's like you're giving him credibility for at a time like this uh, th- that he can throw you under the bus and keep the keep the swamp moving. As we said last week, the swamp is not stupid. Uh, they're smart. Uh, they've been there for a long time. They've got power. They've got money. They've got influence. Uh, and the only thing that we have is our values. Uh, the only thing that we have is our ability to stick together and our values. And what's funny is we don't stick together. We throw a- anybody under the bus for any allegation whatsoever, whether it's racism or whether it's uh, being mean to this person or whether it's whatever. Uh, it's all too willing to throw people under the bus uh, for for whatever it is. Uh, regardless of any truth or any context or anything like that. Um, it's just, it's just silly. I think that's the takeaway though, is that be careful about who you promote to positions of reliability or trustworthiness within your party. Uh, if you're a conservative or you just want, you know, traditional America back, but that's all, that's my, my point on that. And I don't really have anything else other than any questions or the things that you saw or that you thought were interesting you wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, just kind of one thing that I see floating around right now that seems, it seems a little far reaching, but it's picked up some traction and at least like I've seen it all over right. my Twitter feed um, is this this political group in Ohio that's calling for Trump to invoke martial law. Right. So, no, I hope I wish he would do that. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> king Trump. I mean, he's king of America. Uh, he, he can do martial law whenever he wants to. Uh, no, I, I, it's not going to happen. I think a lot of times and that's kind of another thing we, you have to be careful about is when people start saying things like that, that are obviously not going to be popular, that are obviously kind of like reek of authoritarianism. Uh, they, they're doing that to, for that specific purpose. Like you have to be careful. This is another exact, it kind of ties into exactly what we just talked about that. A lot of these people, you know, when in our movement on our side of things, they're called feds, uh, because you know, the, you know, feds, F, you know, agents love to do this where they get in, they inspire an action and then they arrest everybody that's involved in it. Uh, or they make a movement look bad because of, of different people that they plant. But, uh, sure. the, uh, uh th- it's kind of what that has. That's what has the smell to me. You get a group that's calling for Trump to initiate martial law. Does that really seem like a political savvy thing to do at this time when yeah. you're trying yeah, to probably not. Uh, challenge the results of an election? We're trying to do whatever is to, I mean, if he did it, it would show kind of a spine in my opinion, but it's uh, uh, not uh, uh, it's just not reasonable. It's not going to happen. And it's uh, not politically viable anyway. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what if I there thought, were still riots, for example, if he run, if he won and there were riots in all these different cities and this is he's, you know, start a new term on January 20th, I would have supported a, a declaration of martial law then because I think that there is a legitimate reason to do it. He has power coming up. He's you know what I mean? It, it, the circumstances fit. I'm not against uh, using power, using the power of the state. Uh, but I, again, it, it just it seems like the suggestion of that is purposely meant to kind of, uh, uh, paint, paint him in a bad light. Yeah, no. And that's kind of how I felt when I first heard it and I've seen people talking about it and I see a lot of people who are like, Oh, well, I don't think this will happen, but then they, they sure seem to push it a lot right. in, uh, various news outlets. So. Right. Well, again, and you have to also wonder when people push for that and it seems like it's a, a they want Trump to do something or that and then the media carries it or that you see it around have to make you have to wonder why. 
Why yeah, is the media probably. carrying it? Why are they yeah, doing that? It makes uh, him look like a tyrant. Right. It's because it's making him look bad or so forth. Like, why do you think they give that Richard Spencer guy so much attention on TV oh, yeah. in the past couple of years? <laughs> it's because he's a crazy Nazi. Uh, and so, like, if that, if they can make that the figurehead of of people, like, you know what I mean? That's, that's they purposely are doing that. Uh, they're purposely giving him all the media attention possible because that's what they yeah. want to invoke the image of when somebody says like, oh, hey, I, I think we should kind of restrict our immigration a little bit. And they're like, oh, it's another Richard Spencer. Like they, they're doing that on purpose. Yeah, it's kind of funny that they talk about like, oh, and they kind of use that as like a pulpit for, you know, free speech is, is a bad thing. Well, free speech is good, except for when they say things that I disagree with, like in, right. in his case, racism, which I, you know, right. not many people would argue is a good thing. But uh, it's it's like they talk about wanting to limit his free speech, but yet they're pushing his name everywhere. And right. yeah, there's, there's a very well, and we reason. used to argue. Uh, we used to have to watch a, a movie in high school called Skokie. Have you ever seen it? No, no I have not. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Skokie, Illinois is like a uh, well, it's obviously a place in Illinois uh, that I think it's like a very large Jewish community. And there was okay. a bunch of Nazis, literal Nazis, that wanted to march down the streets of Skokie. And there was like a big battle over it. We had to watch it in high school. And it's basically getting across the idea that no matter how horrible the speech, uh, there, you know, the government does not have the right to censor it because, right. uh, you know, we are not Nazi Germany. And so we are allowing uh, opinions, you know, no matter how disgusting or whatever they are, we're allowing them to be aired. Uh, and I think it is funny that, We've seen the universities, we've seen all types of horrible, disgusting, uh, anti-Christian, uh, anti-American speech in just the worst ways possible. And then when it when it comes to anything about traditional America or anything like that, then it's like they're going to smear it with racism and then try to ban the speech. Uh, and again, nobody in their right mind supports racism. It's not a politically viable thing to do. Right. Uh, and exactly what I was talking, you know, you know, kind of perfect. Uh, fits in with what you're saying perfect before is that it's not politically viable. Nobody is doing it. Uh, most, you know, people in traditional, traditional America know that it's wrong anyway. I mean, again, I had family members that literally fought and killed Nazis. So, you know, yeah. it seems like odd that that is even like an issue in today's politics. And certainly right. there is the one requisite, the infinitesimal uh, amount of skinheads with, with, uh, you know, Nazi tattoos that are out there, but they are an insignificant, uh, non-factor in, in our country, and they are roundly condemned by basically everybody. Um, BLM, on the other hand, uh, is rioting and burning down cities and is not... Uh, uh, they're it, praised. You know. yeah. Right, they're praised. They're getting millions, if not billions of dollars from large corporations all across the country. So uh, it's not uh, not comparable. There are some real problems. I think that's what's so funny at the debate. Fighting corporate America with corporate America. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it, well, what's funny about it is like at the debate, I don't remember at the presidential debate, uh, when Donald Trump was, was asked about the proud boys, we had just undergone months of rioting, uh, murders, uh, violence, looting, criminal activity, BLM, like just destroying chance and, and, uh, to defund the police and all these other things. And the question that she asked Donald Trump at the debate is, is he going to condemn white supremacy or the proud boys? Like yeah. what? Like is there's not anything better to talk about, uh, in the country than that. But uh, again, it's, it's about smearing. It's about this, uh, subversion. It's about this retconning. Uh, when, when somebody says like, Oh, Hey, I, I'm a conservative. I believe in biblical teaching or biblical values, or I just, you know, you know, believe that America did have some good things about it. Uh, they retcon that and they make it about racism or about, uh, 
these terrible things, using our word of the day, retcon, they go back in and they try to insert these things into your memory uh, to try to change your perspective and revise your perspective. And uh, I think, you know, conservatives, but primarily Christians just need to be smarter about that. Uh, need to guard their hearts a little bit when when coming to that sort of thing. So, but yeah, that's 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 it for me. Unless you have any other things, uh, basically, most people uh, I usually will talk about things people have been asking about. And again, to be productive, I I will talk about it here rather than argue about it on Facebook or do whatever or have fifteen conversations with fifteen different people. Um, and so, you know, the majority uh, of this episode is actually most the majority of the questions that I've been getting. Uh, have been about Trump's chances of winning, which we did a video about that. It'll be posted to our page. Uh, and so this this week will be a little bit shorter because we have the video coming out. But uh, but that's uh, that's you know that that's it for me. If you got anything, yeah, no, that that was all I had. All right, that's all for us today. Thanks for joining us. We will be back next week. Uh, stay tuned to the Facebook page, Arguing for America. Follow us on Twitter at Arguing the Number for America. Uh, and you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and others. We have Apple coming soon. Uh, for those that are messaging me privately, asking questions to me privately, that's fine. Uh, but every, you know, everyone is welcome to comment or discuss things on the Facebook page as well. Uh, we're, we're a big family here. Uh, and it's called Arguing for America for a reason. Uh, you can argue. You can mix it up. I don't really care. Um, but already, have a good one, and I'll see you next week.